tuned in to East Tennessee's premier sports radio call-in show. This is The Drive. And hello, good afternoon, and welcome to another stellar edition of The Drive here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith punching the time clock on a Wednesday afternoon edition of the show. It's a final now. Brian Callahan has uh, officially got the job. They finally announced that. Big Rand gets the big promotion. I guess he's he's got full power now. Does feel like Rand kind of fulmered Vrabes, doesn't it? But we're working like heck. I didn't I didn't want to go there, but yeah. I well we talked about it. Like he's up close with yeah. ownership. Like oh, he's been whispering sweet nothings yeah, in her ear. Yeah, chaos is a ladder. He I mean, little that, fingered him. That's uh. That's not a bad. It's kind of it's a Game of Thrones reference, folks. I think you guys are just Babe. selling him down the river. You don't, you don't know that happened. We don't know. But we don't know, but I mean, like what else? Uh, the guy was amid a power struggle. It was said to be Vrabel's draft. It was said to be his team. He's running things. Now Vrabel's not there. And Rand Carthon has, according to... Various media outlets assumed all the power now. He's in control. What happened? What could go wrong? Yeah, I mean, I, executive I, vice president, yes, and general manager. I hope he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Wasn't he already <laughs> the general manager? Yeah, well, yeah, but, but like was, EVP. I mean, that's like a that's a a step up. That, it, I mean, that's a big title. That probably came with a hefty raise. But it, it very much felt like he was Vrabel's puppet. Like, that that was the, the narrative out there was he was brought in to be Vrabel's yes man. And he better have a good draft. Yeah, well, I mean, it's 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 on him now and, and Callahan, and we'll see he's going to be introduced to press conference tomorrow. I guess the whole Varthon thing that they were talking about in Nashville is not true with Vrabel and Carthon. Um, what was it? It was Lucas that brought it up to us, right? Yeah, you know, he mentioned it yesterday, Varthon. Yeah. Well, it was Full lasted, lasted roster control yeah. for Rand Carthon. It's on him now. And oversight of coaching staff. Huh. It's on him now. We got a Florida Gator yeah. running the state professional football team of Tennessee. Go Gator. He was on that 2001 team, wasn't he? Yes. All right, well, uh, big news today coming out of Nashville. Big news breaking just as soon as we got done here yesterday as it's a final now. Todd Helton has been elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah, buddy. Well done, Todd. Uh, Was it his second year of eligibility? Ooh, second or third. Okay. I didn't think he was going to make it in. Why? I because it's it's so damn hard to get in that thing. Yeah. People and who follow people it just, closely were telling me last year that they thought he would get in this year. But you know, I don't I mean like there were people who didn't vote for Hank Aaron. 
No, the Baseball Hall of Fame voting is one of the worst things in sports. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not I, kidding. I'm, like, no, and, I, I mean, and I'm not it, a baseball guy. It's, yeah. it's, it's 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 just such a stupid. This was yeah. actually his sixth year on the ballot, according to the Tennessean. Sixth? Yeah. Wow. Well, the Major League Baseball writers' culture, I mean, you talk about a stodgy, stuffy, arrogant group of people that control this thing. Oh, you think Heisman voting's bad? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you just— These folks take the cake. I mean, it's just—I stopped—once I figured that out about about Henry Aaron, it's it's hard for me to take you seriously if you look at me with a straight face and say he's not a Hall of Famer. You take away all his home runs, he's still got more hits than uh, – You're really, you're really stuck on, on Hank. I'm uh, still pissed I, I'm about guessing it. it yeah. was, I'm guessing uh, maybe a race thing. Uh, when, when when did he go in? I mean, I'm sure it I mean, went it in quickly. It would have been quickly. the late 70s. Yeah, so, I mean, there was a different time. Different time. I mean, there are people I, I was reading before we came on here, uh, some guy who was whining about – you know, Beltre and Helton going in, and his point was whether they're guilty or not, they were certainly played in the steroid era, and I can't prove that they did steroids, but they played in that area, era, so it's guilt by association. And how are you going to let these guys in when you're holding up Bonds and Palmero and Clemens and whoever else? They never, right. they never tested positive. As far as Todd goes, he may have lived in Knoxville. I mean, he was Todd's humongous from the word go yeah and the thing i would say about helton is he was never a quote-unquote power hitter playing in the ultimate power hitter park like if he were putting up 60 70 home run seasons regularly it would be 100 percent fair to cast the eye of suspicion upon him whether he ever tested positive or not but todd helton was the ultimate singles doubles hitter he was like forgive the phrase mark grace on steroids you know it was just a a lot of gap hits and and he could hit for power too but i don't think that was his game in 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 the big leagues the thing that's interesting for me personally about helton is so much of his career in major league baseball happened during i've talked about uh several times the past couple of years like i just kind of took a hiatus from baseball during that you know era 2000 to about three or four years ago when uh, I, I grew up watching, you know, huge baseball fan, every Braves game, listening on radio, watching on TV, and somewhere in the late 90s, early 2000s, I just sort of let it go to the point where I wasn't watching at all for a long time. And sadly, that was like Helton's heyday. His, like I, I know the, the Rockies went to a World Series one year with him, never won it, um, a couple of batting titles, many all-star trips and all that stuff, but uh, I wish I'd paid more attention. Certainly remember his junior year here on Rocky Top. That was an exciting season. I feel like Tony Vitello and the Vols got us back in uh, baseball. That helped. The Braves resurgence, getting to be around the game, me personally with with my kid, and like it's it's been fun getting to – it's like putting on a favorite pair of old pants that maybe you, you, you put on a couple of pounds, you know, let yourself go for a couple of years, but you didn't want to throw away those pants because you knew in the back of your mind, someday, someday I'm going to get my act together. I'm going to get on a diet, get on an exercise program. I'll be able to squeeze into those babies again. They're just so comfortable and they remind me of my youth and I can't let them go. And it took a while. It took a while, but sure enough, 
one day you looked at yourself in your mirror you didn't recognize you like i got to do something something's got to change i've got it you'll get there tucker you'll get there some point uh, i don't know maybe not you're you're looking good kid nice haircut by the way thanks hey and you 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 get on the diet you get on the program and so and sure enough you pull out those pants and yeah they're out of fashion because it's they're 20 years old but man they feel good and it reminds you of days gone by days of yore I've, I've found uh, – I've lost a bunch of weight, fitting in my old clothes again. Oh, yeah? You, you got that uh, leisure suit from 1994 you're about to pull out? and GFY, Russ. GFY. Oh! Whoa! Powder strong? What, what, what were you, a powder blue guy? No. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm specifically talking about uh, my favorite pairs of jeans. What is the oldest garment you own? Oh, that's easy. I've got – from when Tennessee was originally a Nike school – the greatest sweatshirt ever. Um, I've got a so circa early nineties. Yeah, like circa ninety four. I don't think we've got anything older than that. I mean, I've got some band T shirts from mm-hmm. way back in the day. I've got. I still. I I wore this all a bunch of times last week when I went out in the snow. I've got a North Face jacket that I got my freshman year in high school. Oh, mm-hmm. nineteen ninety four, and it's a little, it's a little worn. It's a little faded. It's got some issues, some hooks and stuff. Co- but, like, I wore it as a freshman. In high, and I remember it was too big for me. It was goofy. You know, you're in high school. Like, yeah, your clothes yeah. don't fit. But you're going to grow into it. Yeah, hey, yeah. And, uh, and, and I've just I've kept it, man. I still wear it. Now 30 years. Been. 30 years I've been wearing that jacket. The jacket! I had a pair of Herman Survivor hiking boots that I'd had since, like, 83. And they got stolen. While back, I'd still have them. They're incredible. Forty-year-old boots. Yeah, these things were like serious. Like, I don't know how I, why my parents. Yeah, I got them for Christmas one yeah. year. Just really wanted them. They're the kind of boots you could wear if you're like scaling Everest. <laughs> Aren't those what were they? Uh, crampons. What what do they call those? Crampons. Yeah, uh, crampons would fit on them. Um. Now we know. I was thinking about an old pair of boots I had. We're going down memory lane a lot here. These are new boots. These, I like these them. These replaced. No, I, I, well, they're, I think this is second or third year. Well, this is like, you know, it's snowpocalypse yeah. since I got back, and I was, I'm was i wearing my kind of muck rain boots, and yeah. I looked at those last night, and I'm like, oh. You got to up your game a little I bit. I was like, those look pretty good. I, th- these are, I, I'm not as, uh, they're, I'm not. They're like the old Timberland, like, mountain boot. They look good. Thank you. Well, I, just, I see a good pair of shoes. I say, hey. It makes my shoes. day, Chris, commenting on, on, on my boots. Yeah, I think Todd Helton, let's think about this on the way in. He Is he the best athlete to ever come out of Knoxville? Knoxville native, right? Not Peyton Manning spent four years sure, here. Sure, Not, sure, like, grew up in Knoxville. And... Yeah, I mean, he's the second SEC player to ever go into the Baseball Hall of Fame, and yeah. he also played football. You probably mm-hmm. have to give it to him. There's a couple of – there's a few guys that from Austin East in the 80s. Elston Turner was one I thought of. You know, made it made it out of East Knoxville to the NBA. Still in the NBA as an assistant coach. Who else? Um, was Big John Tate – Did was he a Knoxville native? or I know he lived here. I still wouldn't put him on the same level as Helton. I mean, he was heavyweight, heavyweight champion. champion of the world for, uh, for a minute. A couple months. But still, that's not 
I don't know. I mean, it's two guys no. from the SEC that it's made not Cooper's to, It's not today, but when he was heavyweight champion, like he was in line to fight Ali before he lost the belt when he when he took a nap at Stokely in whenever that was the early eighties. But Whatever at that time, there. heavyweight champ, being heavyweight champion of the world, boxing heavyweight champion of the world was every bit the status symbol, if not more, than being in the Baseball Hall of Fame. It's not anymore. Like, uh, who who is the heavyweight champion of the world? Do you guys know? Right now? Yeah. No. Tyson Fury? I believe it's Tyson Fury. Many people said he should have lost his fight against Francis Ngannou last month. I don't, I mean, you still into boxing? I watch the big fights. Yeah. Uh-huh, okay. I mean, you got Elston Turner. Uh, uh, that... Those those are the three I came I was up with. Say, the, Helton, the Turner, three and have been exhausted. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's Harrison Smith's probably eh. in the conversation. When dude's been an all pro for what? I, I I think Helton for this conversation, unless we are missing something obvious, stands head and shoulders above everybody we've discussed. You I mean, guys so started for SEC. You know, an SEC football, and then was a, a king on the diamond. Like I, I don't know that I've seen. No, not here. It's, and he stayed home to do it here. You know, it's, is that a little bit sad? Does it feel like? And I mean, this isn't. Uh, we're, we're, this well, is no, a pretty I decent mean, no. sized city. Dude. Yeah, no, we I mean, had we've a got, few more. No, we've got all kinds of Knoxville guys that are have played professional sports, especially baseball now. I think I was talking with uh, with with a buddy of mine, and I think that Knoxville has more guys in them in Major League Baseball right now than any other city in America. Like in the majors, you stop and think about all the. No Knoxville. way, Knoxville has more than any other city Go down in America. The list of how many Knoxville kids are in Major League Baseball right now? Than like New York or Atlanta? I think so, man. Well, how many do we have? Is it like three or four? The kid from Bearden. Like Strider. Um, Strider. That was like six or seven right now. There's no way that's right. I'm going to look this up. 865 It's hard to look up. Take your time. 8200, your number is uh, already some folks starting to pour in on the red-hot phone lines here this afternoon. Going to talk some Tennessee basketball in hour number three. Justin Ganey, associate head coach of the fifth-ranked Tennessee Volunteers will join the show. We've got some other guests that are going to pop on throughout here this afternoon, but uh, looking forward to talking to Coach Ganey as we get ready for a big revenge game coming up on Saturday in Nashville. We take owe it, them take one. Take it to them. They stink. We owe them one. They stink. Got a score to settle, those clowns. We'll talk to uh, Coach Gage, see if we can't get him to throw out some bulletin board material. No chance. No way. We wouldn't want that. There's no need to do that. There's no way. Let's uh, take a quick timeout. When do we continue? Oh, Kentucky got punked last night. 17 points? Yep. Sweet. Was it ever close? I think it was like an eight-point game at half. No, they didn't. It was was close in the first half, yeah. And didn't they cut it to two with like 16 minutes to go? And then got obliterated. Yeah. South Carolina. Maybe not. They're not bad. bad. They're not bad.
Auburn at Bama tonight. Some SEC basketball action heating up. I may have to watch that. That's where Smashed originated. Yeah, it is. It is. In Tuscaloosa, right? Uh-huh. I'm sure Bruce will get a warm welcome there. He'll be calm, cool, collected. You know, he won't fly off the handle, lose his cool, anything like that. Quick timeout. The drive continues. It is Fan Run Radio on a Wednesday afternoon edition of the show. Your phone call is coming up. Stay with us. The Drive. White Claw. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. It is a Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon edition of the show. Russell, Bear, Houston, Tucker, Harlan, all hanging out with you here on a Wednesday afternoon. Let me bring my friend Chris Burleson in here. He is Knoxville Mortgage Pro. Chris, good afternoon. How are you, sir? Good afternoon, Russell and crew. Hope you guys are staying dry and safe today. Hey, man, so far so good. It's, well, you know, we get these kids back in school tomorrow, CB. Two hours late. Yeah. Well, <laughs> two hours late, better than never. For, exactly. For those of us that work from home and our, our style has been cramped a little bit the past week, oh. week and a half, it's a good deal. Oh, yes. Very yes, good I could, deal. I'm, I'm one of those that could work from home, but I much prefer to be in the sanctuary of my own office. Well, you got a cool office with uh, for sure. To show the guys some of your memorabilia that you have oh, over yeah. there. But oh yeah, I get you on here, uh, Chris. You grew up. This is fun, man. I, well, you're always telling stories about the old Central days. You went to Central with Todd Helton, and who else was in that crew? The the talent factory that was Central High and, School in the early '90s. Yeah, I tell you that 1990 class was very special class uh you know fortunate you know back in the day we all grew up kind of playing on the same teams there wasn't a hundred different travel teams where there was a couple and so we had a really good chemistry uh we had like 12 seniors on that 1990 team that was loaded with seniors and then of course you had todd hilton that was a sophomore 92 graduate was a big help but on that team we had three major league draft uh, uh draft picks on there had todd uh come out of that class you had bubba trammell Absolutely could crush a ball. And then Chris Freeman, arguably one of the best physical specimens that we've seen. Great arm, you know, UT great. Um, But, yeah, we had three major league draft picks on that team. And, uh, you know, I think we're still the only undefeated uh, team in uh, in Tennessee to win a state championship here for the TWSAA. Hey, Chris, was Pugwood on that team too? Pug was not on that team. Pug was kicking around over at Catholic. He came over uh, to Central after the state championship. But Pug was a very, um, you know, n- known him since we were like 10 years old. And, yeah, just a great athlete as well. Uh, Danny Jones. I mean, you got some people that just fly under the radar, just exceptional athletes. Uh, but, you know, you could tell early on with Todd, he was a kind of a special player. Um, as a pitcher, I got to throw a lot of batting practice to those guys, the Todd and Bubba. And we played in a man's ballpark. If you guys have ever been to Fountain City Ballpark, um, it was one of the old school ballparks. It's like 365 down the lines, 450 in center. <laughs> it was one of those parks that, you know, it's got the four diamonds in one. <laughs> we played on the on the big uh, dirt part of it in one corner of the uh, diamond, but, you know, hitting out to three other little fields. And uh, it was a man's ball field. But just to watch Bubba and 
and Todd and, and you know, just freaking launch it out of there. Just, I mean, you know, just it was just a special time growing up. And you, you were like the glue guy on those teams, right, Chris? Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was fortunate enough, man, to be be a part of that. And um, you know, I did get a did uh, did get to come in and, and uh, pitch in the state championship game that we won. Uh, Andy Bolton, we had some great great uh, players on that team. Um, you know, but come in, but yeah, we just just a very special group of guys, and we we still stay in touch to this day. So. So I, I remember growing up in Knoxville and reading like the you know the box scores of Helton's games and stuff when they mm-hmm. they would print all this in the in the the News Sentinel there which which everybody read again different time but yeah it was uh, like he would just do video game numbers back then oh, yeah. it was like four of four every time out with a lot of walks oh yeah yeah and uh, people don't I mean Todd you know is known for his hitting was always not not a big power hitter I mean he did have power. But you know, as he he just had a really good eye for the baseball, to make just a great contact hitter. He could hit it where the defense wasn't playing. If they were playing in the pool, he could slap it, you know, the opposite way. Uh, but a really sneaky pitcher too. People don't remember that. I think he's, I think he was the save leader at UT um, as a pitcher, um, uh, and you know, just a sneaky kind of a submariner. He would drop down and throw from a slot that hitters wasn't used to seeing, mm-hmm. and just a sneaky fastball. But just a great athlete, Todd. Todd always, you know, winning was a focus for him. He, he did well. Obviously, he played football at Central and then on at UT. Uh, started a few games there. Um, you know, and I guess you guys saw the tweet last night. At Peyton Manning said it was great to be a, a backup to Todd Elton in college. <laughs> so, um, but I think Todd, and I don't know this for a fact, but I, I think Todd was a big uh, influence on getting Peyton out to uh, out to the Broncos when he left the Colts. I think, yeah. you know, it taught their relationship. Um, really help uh, bring Peyton out there. So, but yeah, but uh, we had a special group of guys. I remember that uh, '95 mm-hmm. College World Series when you know Helton was he, he played first base, yeah. Then and then he would come in and get the save. Like you never see the. I guess you probably see it some in college baseball. Florida has a guy who's doing it now, um, right? But like you, you never see it in if you just watch Major League Baseball. No. Yeah, he w- he would come in and pitch all the time, and then. I remember that first game of the 95 College World Series, like he started and pitched a complete game against yeah. Clemson. <laughs> I know, and just an unorthodox throwing style. I mean, if you've seen his, thro- you know, how he throws, I mean, he can throw over the top, he can drop down and throw a sidearm, um, but just unorthodox. But he was just a winner. I mean, Todd just knew how to get the job done and, um, you know, just a special talent coming up through Knoxville. Can you believe that he is one of only two players now who played in the SEC in the Baseball Hall of Fame? That is, uh, you know, I saw that stat last night, Frank Thomas being the other one from Auburn. That's just unbelievable how hard it is to get into the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, Uh, you know, with the voting. And I think it was Todd sixth time, fifth or sixth time on the ballot. Missed it by a few votes last year. Uh, We thought we, you know, we – you know, we're glad he snuck in this year, and uh, but yeah, well deserved. But yeah, it's hard. I mean, that is a, an incredible. That is the pinnacle, I think, achievement is to get into the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. With as difficult as it is, and as many players that come through, and as many players that there are in baseball, that Todd is one of those elite um, in Cooperstown. Pretty cool. Pretty cool, man. Uh, yep. Any other thoughts? Uh, Chris Burleson's on here with us talking about Todd Helton. He played with him uh, growing up. That's got to be pretty cool, CB, to 
you know, you you knew him when when he when he was just a, a regular dude, no oh, entourage. Yeah. You could call him up and come over, you know, whatever. Yeah, Todd always had a little swagger about him, man. He but he was uh, he was a very humble guy, uh, very quiet. Todd's not a spotlight guy. He does not like to be in the spotlight. If you've ever seen him in public, he does not uh, not a spotlight guy. I mean, I would, I would be more like the Kenny Powers. Um, top, you know, hey, come get some photos. But, you know, Todd's very humble. But, yeah, special guy. Talent coming up and just blessed to be a part of that uh, taking place. Hey, Chris, uh, appreciate you, my friend. Uh, we will meet up for lunch soon. Everybody go check out Chris. You need any mortgage advice, you're refinancing, buying a home or anything, it's KnoxvilleMortgageBrokers.com. That's it, sir. It sounds like uh, we've done that before. But, yeah, uh, glad, to, glad to jump on the show and contribute, and uh, we'll uh, catch up for lunch soon. Yeah, man. Thanks. It's my guy, Chris Burleson. Oh, That'd man, be pretty cool gro- him, growing uh, up playing with a, a Hall of Famer. I mean, that, that whole team was lo- – like I saw uh, – hell, I wonder. I'm sitting here wondering if I saw Chris uh, pitch. But I got to see a couple – I went ended up at a couple of those games back in the day, and Todd hit um, – he had something just like his batting average his senior year at Central was just stupid when he was getting pitched to. Like I I remember going to a Catholic Central game where they just they just walked him every time. I remember going to see uh I was at uh Delmonico's baseball camp a couple of times and when when he was there and, and some of the players would come around and like I mean you talk about God amongst men, you know, everybody knew at that time this dude's He's going to the majors, majors. and he's going uh, to the show. Like, yeah, and he, he ain't spending much time in minor league. He's no, just going he, straight. He he was a big dude for sure, and and could hit it a country mile. Let's get Stevie in here next. Stevie, you're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. Good afternoon, sir. Russell. Stevie. I have had a headache since Saturday morning. Why's that? Shoot, I don't know. I wish I knew. Oh, you, that's the question. <laughs> what weird. is the longest headache you've had? And let's go around the room here. How many days? Yeah, let, let's 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 spend a while on this. Um, how many days? I, I've never had a headache last longer than like two or three hours. I always do something. And yeah, just knock same. It out. Uh, the longest one that sticks out more than just a run of the mill was when I was a kid. I had one for like four days, but I was bad sick that was i had a headache for about three years a, a while ago it's called jeremy pruitt cornbread cornbread good night well i'm about to get another one russell because you know what i'm staring at right now i'm staring at a tv on espn and they, they got this kalen DeBoard guy already on the dead gum pat mcafee show are you kidding me kalen DeBoob. They've already carried away for him. Roll down tide. Well, I mean, he is following a legend. He's going to the new program. Like He's a guy that people want to hear from. He's in demand. So, I mean, it's smart by him. Like, he could, he could turn that spot down. He doesn't have to go on with McAfee, but he's got to get his name out there and, and sell himself a little bit. So, I mean, that's to be expected. Am I the only person? I may be. Anybody getting a little bit of Pat McAfee fatigue yet? No, I think that's starting to happen. I don't have it, mm-hmm. but I don't. I don't watch the show. He's. I like him on game day. He's highly exposed right now. Yeah. Russell, you need to be more mad at this than you are. Why? 
He'll be fully enraged. I, I don't come do. October. I don't do the fake outrage, Stevie. I, I don't. I, I get it. Like he, he's a guy you want to have on your show if you got fifteen hours a week to fill. Yeah, I, I'll have Kalen DeBoer on. And from his perspective, he's a guy that nobody knew who he was two months ago, and now he's slid into the biggest job in college football, and he's got to get his name out there. They're hemorrhaging talent. He's got to do a little image building right now. So. I mean, I don't know. Like, what do you, you you want Heupel to be? I, like, Heupel could do that kind of stuff, but he doesn't put himself out there. He doesn't do the Lane Kiffin look at me stuff out there. It's not his personality. So, I mean, I guess you could demand that he fake it to get those opportunities, but that's not going to happen. All right, okay, Russell. I see how it is today. Well, well, tell me how to think about this new head coaching. Hire <laughs> I'm not telling you how to think about anything. I got make your own. Can you not? I mean, are you not your own man, Stevie? Grow set here no, for you, buddy. No, no, I'm not my own man. I'm I'm part of a group, a community of individuals together, living living with one another, relying on each other. You're a weird dude, man. Really weird. All right, I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm about to get run here, uh, and you'll see why in a second. Houston, do you remember my Jordan Ganey uh, uh, nickname? Stormtrooper. Thank yes, you. Houston. Is your name I... Houston? Wow. Tucker? A lot, a lot of frayed yeah, nerves Tucker. right now on the drive. Wow. People snapping, getting snappy. I'm a little angry right now on this hump day. Uh-oh. But listen here. I get on the halftime chat with Russell a few weeks ago. And I mentioned the Stormtrooper comment, and Russell just acts all lame duck. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about, Stevie. What are you talking about? You made me look like an idiot, Russell. I still don't know. What's happening? What? You do a good enough job of that on your own, Stevie. The kid scored, what, 15 times? Houston, now you come on here and run Jordan Gaines. It was 15. I don't know if he deserved a flush, but he was getting there. He also had preempted that he was about to get run. I have no idea what's going on in the show right now. Let's get Brian in here next. Brian, you're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. Good afternoon, sir. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for calling. Uh, got, got a couple things, and then uh, just wanted to congratulate Todd. I'm, uh, he's a year younger than I. I went to Oak Ridge, and uh, I remember watching him and Sean Summers in the football. <laughs> they had the epic, epic matches. Sean Summers <laughs> versus Todd Helton, legendary game. I watched like, some highlights of that today. Oh, really? <laughs> really? They're, they're somebody, out there? No, somebody threw him up on Twitter, and I was like, Sean Summers, and it was a kick return, and he just Dude, mowed he was, people over and ran so, into that. He was so good. <laughs> he was good, man. Hey, I did have uh, uh, somebody texted in a name. We, had, we didn't even mention uh, the only person to be the MVP of the state championship in football and basketball, Leroy Thompson. Oh, yeah. That was my next point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't sorry, know he was Brian. in basketball. I didn't know he was in basketball, but I was going to say he was a pretty good athlete, I think. Yeah, he was basketball, track, and football. <laughs> okay. So, back and to Todd, though, I, I heard earlier that uh, – he had a hundred extra base hits in two years in a row uh, in the in the major league, and that he's the only person ever. He's the, it's a list of one that has ever hit a hundred extra base hits, but he did it two years in a row. Wow! They said somebody. I don't. I mean, it was Chris Burke talking, so I, I tell you, it's good. They said somebody got ninety nine, like in two thousand four or something like that, but. Anyway, I didn't realize the Hall of Fame in Major League Baseball. Really, there's only 273 players in it. I mean, that is pretty crazy. <laughs> there's only 273 of all time, and, and one of them's from, you know, right here in Knoxville. So, just proud of Todd and the the the, the Central community there. 
But my other, my last name, the athlete, uh, probably is obviously not the modern age, but I would have to put say Rod Ron Whitby uh, yeah. was probably uh, Todd. Obviously, this era, but Rod Whit Ron Whitby was a four lettered at four sports uh, in 1967. He got drafted by the New Orleans Saints in the same year. He got drafted by the Chicago Bulls and in the ABA. So won a Super Bowl. He was definitely a, a terrific athlete, but that was obviously, uh, you know. I believe Whidbey was a – did he play on the senior PGA Tour as well? Like, he he was a great golfer. Yeah, I don't know. It just said he lettered. He, he he quit baseball. He hit 300 as a junior in uh, at UT, and it was boring to him. So then <laughs> he somehow met the, met the golf uh, coach and said he lettered in it. And then he said when he graduated, he was going to – do golf, but decided to go to the uh, football and uh, won a Super Bowl with the Cowboys. I did so a trivia was when I was reading his Wikipedia that in 1969 he gave up his number 12 number to none other than Roger Stahlback, who had come out of the Navy and was going to come there. So I didn't know that, but anyway, he went to Fulton, and that was pretty pretty impressive. But that was a while back. But Todd certainly was impressed with the way he could pitch and hit and even play football. And I mean, he could do it all. Yeah. Going all the way back to like those days, there was, there was Ron. And then there was a guy, uh, Joe Proctor played at Catholic. He ended up, he went to Memphis and was on one of their early, really successful teams. Yeah. And I was, was trying Memphis to remember, State. uh, Ron Whitby's name and I put in Rutledge Rifleman, but that was A.W. Davis. Yeah. And I don't, he played basketball. <laughs> I don't know if he played any other sports, but Willie anyway, the last four sport letterman at UT was, uh, Ron Whitby and, uh, Todd obviously started both, uh, baseball and Condor Tolloway was a good athlete too. Now that I think of it. So he wasn't, but, um, no. he's not from here. Though, no, but. no. Okay. Good stuff, hey, Brian. Thank you guys. Appreciate Thank you, man. You. Uh, Bill Justice, I guess, was the other one from that era who was, you know, just uh, I, I believe he was a Fulton guy too. If I'm wrong, I know I'm just going to get blitzed by whatever there, high school he went to. No, there, there, there's like a circle of, I'll say this as friendly as possible, old timers who listen to the show, and whenever I like make a slight misstep of well this guy actually graduated in 68 you said 67 name names they let me have it I, there's there's a bunch of them and i i love them because they keep me oh they know on track here they're the historians of the show so there have been a lot of talented talented uh people but i mean hands down i mean helton's in the baseball it's you think it's the hardest hall of fame to get into yes hmm well, it's the most important one. I like, what is the golf hall of fame? I'm sure there's a golf hall of fame. Yeah, but nobody, you don't hear them people talking about it. You're trying. Tiger's trying to win majors, not get to the. He's a hall of fame. Well, and it's, but, that's how you get in, right? Yeah. Is you win majors and you win tournaments. But like, you can be a great baseball player and not a great team be, or like, franchise. But there's the baseball hall of fame, and then like the basket. Oh, I guess football is probably second. They got the gold jackets in Canton, like. Where's the basketball Hall of Fame? Probably right after that. I mean, Springfield. To me, yeah. I almost put more weight on Justice was Fulton, so you got that right. That all seventy-five team. Remember all those? It was like the 75, 75 best. What team of NBA? 
Yeah. Are you familiar at all? You don't have no, no. I remember, yeah, because there was a big controversy, like a Pippin. Like there was a lot of recency bias, and then, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't even know where the basketball Hall of Fame is. It was baseball, and then right underneath it's football. You know where the NFL Hall of Fame is? Canton, Ohio. Boom. Baseball. Shakalaka. Cooperstown. Isn't it Cooperstown? Like, isn't that a? Have you ever been it's there? Just a cool. No. Someday. Someday. You take your boy up there. Quick time out. Like, your boy, is, is, are you saying your boy? Like, I no, need to take you or my no. actual boy? Your, your, your boy. My boy? Yeah. Me. My son. son. You mean me? No. Oh. It is indeed Springfield. Boom. Springfield, Missouri? Massachusetts. Hmm. Exactly. Oof. Stay with us. The Drive continues. It's Fan Run Radio. We're back with more right after this. The drive. Ever been the code? Fan Run Radio. The drive continues. 865-546-8200. Getting a uh, wagermeister with a ride in for Jimmy England. All-American in basketball for the Vols from Holston High School. Oh. Did you guys happen to see the quote? They asked Helton about Peyton and when he, like, when he knew that he was going to be better than him at football. <laughs> and Helton said, yeah, when I, when I first met him, he understood our offense better than I did, and I'd been here for three years. Well, Helton was going to probably finish the season as quarterback in 94 if he doesn't get hurt down at Mississippi State. That was a, Do you remember when that was kind of a – I don't know if I'd call it a full-blown conspiracy theory, but – How about the uniforms in that picture that's going viral, by the way, of, of the four? It, it, is it Helton, Peyton, Brandon Stewart, and – I saw it, but I can't Colquitt. Colquitt, yeah. The, the, the sleeves, the size of the pants, the size of the shoulder pads, the sleeves. The size of the numbers. That's just – Different era, man. I noticed that when I went back and watched the 98 National Championship game. Like, you could see those numbers from the space station that we had on our uniforms. I mean, Helton's very self-deprecating, but he was a better quarterback than Peyton Manning oh, in 1994. Hell yeah, he was. Right, we, we went down to Georgia with Helton and absolutely trucked a pretty good Georgia team on their home field. Healthy and, Helton, I think we would have been in the conversation at the end of the year. Well, we've talked about this several times, uh, you know, Peyton Manning. Not very good his there freshman a, season. There was a people were there were and it wasn't just a handful of people. There were a lot of people in town that were clamoring for Brandon Stewart to be the starter. Oh, and I I still maintain that it is. I don't think I've ever done this, but as my memory, which granted is a little bit foggy, I remember that '94 Alabama game. We lost 17 to 13 here, and and we were rotating them. Peyton played most of the game, but Brandon Stewart would come in for like the third series of the half and. And he was just running around like a chicken with his head cut off, but he was, he making, was making plays. plays. Yeah, yeah like, and, and was I, I was in the game. I, I feel like he gave us a better chance to win that game. I'm not going to be an idiot and sit here and say that he's better than Peyton, but for that one game, that it's like you know, Helton was better that year. I feel like Brandon Stewart's probably better that game. Hmm. Does that make me a moron? No. Where Thank was you. it? Uh, he ended up at A and M, didn't he, Brandon yep. Stewart? Yes. Yeah, Aggie. 
because they were playing he was playing Kansas State in yeah, the Big Twelve in, Championship in game. That's right. That we had to have. Like he 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 helped us get there. Yep. Him <laughs> and uh, uh Dat Win. Dat Win. Yeah. Remember that guy? Yeah, he wasn't he Vietnamese? Yeah. He had like a either a fumble, scoop and score, or a pick six to like ice it. And it was like play oh. for the Cowboys too, Dat Win? Yeah, I think so. But it was like oh, win reference. If we on the show. beat Mississippi State tonight, we're going. And then we got down and came back. We did. We made it. We made it. Lots of strolling down memory lane. The drive taking on a very sepia-toned. Oh yeah. Look this afternoon. Sepia-toned sound, if there is such a thing. Ah, it was a great play there by that win. Ah, here's Todd Helton from Central High School coming out there. Ah. Here's a pitch from old Curly. Hey, ah. Manny, I'll tell you what, Brandon Stewart could have led us to that win against Bama in 1994, I tell you. You know, I think Brandon Stewart's actually the better quarterback today, but they keep rolling out Peyton Manning. Those Central teams in early 1990s were something else, weren't they? Let's see here. Todd Helton's batting average, a whopping 981. <laughs> I'd say that's pretty good. That's not far off of it from what I, I know, remember. That's what's I think funny. he batted 900. It's, like it's not crazy. His senior year. He's two for two in his last five games. He's been walked 18 times. Also a hell of a pitcher. That underarm delivery, hitters can't stand it. And neither can the ladies. Ooh. <laughs> Pans over a black and white, a couple of girls in skirts, winking. <laughs> Look at Todd Helton go around the bases after his 90th home run of the year. We're only in game nine, but look at him go. Let's get Phil in here next. Phil, you're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. What's up, Philly? Harrison going back to old times, huh? Oh, Houston's 1920s early Lindsey Nelson announcer is really – that's good. We need to develop that segment. Well, I was going back to Ron Whippy. Oh, man, good Lord. Jimmy England. I remember Jimmy England. I remember Ron Whippy playing basketball in Tennessee back when I was a little kid. We'll never see that again, will we, Phil? No. Dual sport athletes. one sport now. And then Leroy Thompson is probably the best football player to come out in Oxford. Yeah, I mean, it is surprising to me a little bit that we haven't had more elite talent Where come out he, of this town. Did he play here? Penn State. Leroy Thompson. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Played in Austin East. And Reggie Cobb was a, a great running back in high school. Uh, R- Reggie Cobb was the man when I went to my first games. I used the first – Star Tennessee player, I remember. Now there, there's been a lot of offensive linemen come out of Knoxville, uh, even up to recently. It's gotten NFL. Yeah, there was that crazy stretch where not not many played for Tennessee, uh, but uh, there were two brothers I think that made it from. It was like an older brother, younger brother that made it from. Well, Phil Claybo's son played. Uh, yes. Farragut, and he went to. Uh, yep, Claybo made it. Georgia Tech, didn't he? That's where he went to college, wasn't it? Who the um, Hacksaw Reynolds had a son who played. Yeah, he somewhere, sure did. Right? Yeah, 
Where Garrett Reynolds? Where did he go? Did he go to North Carolina, play for the Falcons or something? I'm yeah, he girl. was one of the kids. It was Garrett Reynolds, uh, a Claybo, and who else? Philip Former missed out on right there. It was really when it the yeah, writing was on Carter. The wall. He went to North Carolina, played for the Lions. Well, yeah, Harrison Smith. He didn't get. He didn't get the the Claybo. kid at Alcoa. Yeah, the kid at Alcoa, the Claybo Cobb, kid. Yeah. And that was the beginning of the end of former Rick Ray. I just all started in the LSU game in 2001. It's when the bottom is, it was evident he couldn't, was never going to win anything again. And he didn't. I'm just imagining Coach Fulmer getting in his car outside West Town Mall right now. You know what? Had a great career, some ups and downs, and kind of got away from me there, AD, but. I feel like my legacy is secure. Turns on the radio. They are still whining about not getting the Reynolds kid. That's twenty years ago. Well, that's the reason why I've gone through Malaysia twenty years. <laughs> what do you think? Well, you got it. You got good ones in your backyard. You got to keep them at home, Phil. Well, there was the uh, John Brown at Powell and uh, Daryl Smith at Powell. They played in, on that great '85 uh, Sugar Vols offensive mm. line. Hey, man, I've always said that Tennessee's offensive line is at its best when you have a couple of Spencer Rileys or Jason Layman's. Or Local Clintons. nasties, yeah. absolutely. Hey, guys, yeah, I was uh, – uh, Phil, I, I was The Wilkerson looking. kid from Loudon, uh, he was uh, on that offensive line. And, and the uh, Harry Galbraith from Clarksville, that was almost our whole Tennessee offensive line back in 85. Probably the best offensive line in UT history. Oh, man, we are going back down memory lane right now. Well, one more thing before I get off here. Is TJ called in yet? Because Kentucky sucks. Oh! Speaking of Kentucky, I was looking the, up the uh, the box score from the Tennessee-Georgia game. Yes? Uh, I lost my train of thought. Box score, Kentucky. Oh, yeah. Spurrier. Spurrier, uh, he you got this beer. Lean into it. He, he laid one on Kentucky that day, seventy-three to seven. Mm. It happens. It happened back then. That was real. That was back when Florida didn't lose to Kentucky. Yeah, man. Uh, tuned in. I, I had a feeling. I didn't say this yesterday on the show. I should have. Ruster Domus had a feeling that Kentucky was walking into a hornet's nest. Columbia, you South Carolina. You didn't say Carolina. it. I, don't, I, know, I, don't, I know I didn't. I know I didn't. We, I, we, all, we all said it's hard to win on the road. It, it's hard to win on the road. Uh, you know, they're going to be sold out there at Colonial Life Arena. You did You did say Colonial Life Arena will you be. You don't just stroll in and waltz away with the W. I love that arena. It is really nice. It's nice. You wouldn't think it walking in. Then you get in, you're like, oh, it's a pretty nice place. I saw the game there. I think it was Pearl's first year, maybe his second year, where we were down big. We came back, and Bradshaw hit the corner three where he turned around to the bench and started high-fiving yeah. before it even went in. That was a good one. I like that arena. It's a dump. Oh, no. Why, why, why is it a dump? It's a dump. It's not ours. No. When, when did you go? Back in the 90s. It wasn't around in the 90s, Bear. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. It when was built in it. the early 2000s. Colonial Life Arena. You don't even. You're out of your element, Donnie. Whatever. It's really nice. Stegman, arena. Coleman, dumps, it, dump. Those are dumps. <laughs> Stegman. Dumps. Colonial Good. Life was built in 2002. Fenway, dump. 
just barely younger than I am. Uh, Bryant Denny. Dump. Yeah. Never been. Never will. The thing I like about Colonial that not to get back into the we know it's a sore spot for certain folks in our community. Danny White. But uh I like how Colonial, they get the seats close to the floor. Ooh, careful. Bring it up close to the floor. Uh, he's kind of, I don't, what, what's he supposed to do about that? Just put in massive amounts of folding chairs and yes. surround the court with yeah. him? He did, we did that. Yeah. We said we have that. Put, yeah, put but that's where he's seats. got all the people like yeah. Tucker and all his. Well, that's that's not where they have me. They have the uh, the people with a lot of money down Knock there. Knock down it, that, that. You guys are the ones eating up the student section. That's true. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't moved the media up top. Well, yet. see, here's over the on thing. the east they, baseline. They have. It's like that on the other side too. They have. I'm not sure who sits there on the other side with, you know, basically the equivalent of where the media would be. He doesn't. He doesn't want that headache. It's kind of VIP. He, he VIPs, ain't starting a war with these yeah, guys. Oh, no, he, he is because how how pissed are they going to be? When they have this new founder suite, where they're putting that where the current press box is in Neyland, and guess what? They're going to they're put you in the corner. Yeah, do what they do they're in gonna, Alabama. They're going to put baby in the box. corner. Well, that's what that's what everybody's doing now. Yeah, yeah. Open air. Because you guys don't you think pay they'll go open air. <laughs> they'll put An you in a closet somewhere and let you watch <laughs> on closed circuit. Stay with us. Hour number two of the drive coming up next, right here on Fan Run Radio. The Drive.